Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. It's like he was just putting the pieces together for me in such a way that just was simple but powerful. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is God's truth right here. It wasn't always what I, what I wanted to hear, but I knew it was the truth, and I always wanted the truth. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to a special edition of the Gospel Truth. Again today, I'm going to be playing a teaching that I gave in Phoenix, Arizona during our Gospel Truth Conference in January of 2021. And I'm talking about how to stay positive in a negative world. We definitely are living in a negative world where all of the bad things are being amplified and the good things are being diminished, and you need this teaching. I think it'll really help you, and I just thought it was so good that I wanted to put it on our program. So watch this. At the end of the program, we'll come on and share with you about how you can receive this teaching that will help you stay positive in a negative world. If I was God, I wouldn't have chosen me. I'm not the best speaker, but you know what? I connect with people heart to heart. And this, this, you reach people on a heart level instead of a head level. And there are literally millions and millions of people that God has used me to touch them through the foolishness of preaching. And one of the reasons he said he does this, he goes on down here and in verse 29, the reason he did it this way is so that no flesh should glory in his presence. When people get touched through me, it's just like Julianne was saying the first time she saw me, she said, who is this hick? And then when God uses me to speak to her, God gets the credit, not me. Amen. That's the reason that God chose. Look at that. Let me just, I'm already there. So let me jump down and read this. In verse uh, 26, it says, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Why? So that no flesh should glory in his presence. God chose all of these weak things. If, if it's like he was putting up a bulletin, you know, if you're weak, if you're base, if you're despised, if you're nothing, if the world considers you as, as nobody, apply within. Those are the ones that God's looking for. And I qualify why did God do it that way? It's because he wants it to be the Holy Spirit that reaches people, not your great charisma, not your fancy clothes, not your eloquent speech, not all of these things that, sad to say, the church today has devolved into a show where we put on these shows and we have all of these things and people go for all of the wrong reasons. God chose by this foolishness of preaching that men should be born again. He wants the Holy Spirit to do it. And so you go on into the second chapter and Paul makes a deliberate point of saying that when I came unto you, let me just read this uh, in verse two. This is chapter two, verse two. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, uh, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. 
And so Paul is saying that I intentionally came to you and I didn't use big words. You know, I was raised in a Baptist church that was close to Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And so all of our preachers and when they were absent, the people that filled the pulpit were all professors at the Theological Cemetery. I mean, seminary. <laughs> and they would come over and they would preach and you would have to sit there with a dictionary to try and figure out what they were saying. And they, people would just think, oh, they were so deep. You're shallow if people can't understand what you're saying. The scripture says you have to communicate in words that people understand. And Paul said, I went out of my way not to use enticing words of man's wisdom and all of these things. I wanted your faith to be in God, not in me and in, not in my eloquence. Things like that. Paul was an educated man, one of the most educated men of his day. And yet he didn't come and impress people with his personality. He even said over in the second uh, epistle to the Corinthians, he said that people criticized him and said his bodily presence is weak and his speech is contemptible. We don't know if that was just a slur or if it was an accurate description, but Paul determined not to use the wisdom of man. And the reason he did it was so that people would, it just be the simplicity of the gospel that would change people. You know, uh, Billy Graham said that a turning point in his ministry happened in 1949. That's the year that I was born. And he was preaching and uh, the Lord spoke to him and said, you make a very poor Holy Spirit. And he says, what do you mean? He says, you're trying to argue everybody. You're trying to convict them. You're trying to paint them into a corner where they have no option but to choose. He says, I called you to just proclaim the truth. You let me convict them. And he said it changed his life and ministry when he quit trying to be the Holy Spirit and he just started speaking truth and letting the Holy Spirit do it. That's what Paul right here is saying. He could have come and used fancy speech, but he was dependent upon the Holy Spirit. This is the point I'm trying to get across today is that the Holy Spirit is sent to do many things. And yes, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and yes, speaking in tongues and yes, words of wisdom and knowledge and miracles. And these things are wonderful. I'm not downplaying that any at all, but we need to get to where we depend upon the Holy Spirit to keep our hearts from being troubled in the midst of hard times. We need to turn to the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter one, it says that the comforter comforts us in all of our tribulations so that we will be able to comfort others with the same comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted. The Holy Spirit is called the comforter five times in, the, in John chapter 14, 15, and 16. One of his ministries is to build you up and encourage you. And I'm appalled at how many Christians have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and yet when they come into a hard time, they, they don't seem to draw on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to impress on us that if you want to stay positive in a negative world, you need to get to where the Holy Spirit is not abstract. It's not a concept. It's not something that you did 20 years ago and spoke in tongues so that you could get a goosebump and prove that you had the Holy Spirit. He needs to be a part of your everyday life. You need to depend upon the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the things that made Enoch such a 
great man of God that he was translated and never died. He just got caught up into heaven. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, that before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And the Bible goes on in the next verse to say, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. He didn't please God because his actions were perfect, but because he believed God. And he allowed God to show his pleasure to him. And he went around telling people, I please God. I've got a message I preached on this 20 or 30 years ago. I used to preach about what pleases God. And I had this message that I preached a lot. And a person made me a sweatshirt that on the front says in big letters, I please God. And you know, I quit wearing that because everywhere I went wearing that thing, people would come against me. Who did you think you are that you please God? Man, it caused some bad stuff to happen. So I quit wearing it. But Enoch, he went around telling people, I please God. That was a ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sent to encourage us and build us up. He's a comforter. I have compassion for you if you're depressed and discouraged, but I don't feel pity for you because the Holy Spirit is with you all of the time trying to encourage you. And if you aren't encouraged, it's because you're denying His encouragement. You aren't letting Him encourage you. He will do it if you will let Him. So he was saying that I'm not preaching all these enticing words of man's wisdom. Look at this down in verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And most people just quit right there. That's an Old Testament scripture that was quoted, and it's accurate. But it's only talking about into your eyes, your physical eyes, and into your physical ears. It's talking about with your little peanut-sized brain, you can't comprehend all of the things of God. But the next verse, verse 10 says, but God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. It's wrong for you to go through life. Well, I hasn't seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for him. We just can't know the things of God. Further along, we'll know all about it. Further along, we'll understand why. No, there, people write songs about all of that. But the New Testament believer, the Holy Spirit reveals it unto us. This isn't saying you can't know the things of God. It's saying you can't know it without the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. It comes by revelation knowledge. You know, I never went to Bible school. I, I'm a college dropout. And yet I went to this man. We were talking about him at lunch, John Charles Murphy, the one that we were talking about at our marriage seminar and stuff. And anyway, this guy had three or four earned doctor's degree in Greek and Hebrew. And he pastored a little Baptist church. And I used to go to his church all of the time. And one time he sat down and he was mad at me. And he says, I just don't understand this. He says, you're ignorant. He says, you didn't even graduate from college. I've got three or four doctor's degrees. And he says, I hear you explain scripture and you go into what it really means and you don't even know Greek and Hebrew. I know a little Greek and a little Hebrew. One owns a restaurant and the other one's a deli. <laughs> But I don't know these things. And he says, you don't know this. And yet you will say, here's what this verse means. And you say things that are contrary to anything I've ever heard in my life. And so then he goes and looks it up in the Greek and the Hebrew. And he says, that's what it says. 
And he says, you didn't get it. How did you get that? He says, this is unfair. He was mad at me. And I told him, I said, the Holy Ghost will reveal these things unto you. You don't have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. You just got to show up for class and let the Holy Spirit teach you. And so the Holy Spirit will show you these things. Man, I'm telling you, this is priceless. Brothers and sisters, if we really knew how the Holy Spirit is wanting to encourage you and build you up, show you things to come, He would make you look good. He, your business would prosper. Things would happen. But we lean unto our own understanding and wait until we make a total mess of things and it's all messed up. And then we, oh God, help me. And we want him to bring us out so that we can go back to doing it our way. You just need to come to a place that God, I'm not smart enough to run my own life. I need you every moment of every day to show me what to do. I actually feel sorry for those of you who are very talented and gifted because you know, you're tempted to try it on your own. I had a man come to me one time and he, he was at one of my meetings and he says, why is it that God only uses Hicks from Texas to <laughs> preach the gospel? And he compared me to Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagan and some other people. And I wrote him back and I said, it's because Hicks from Texas know they hadn't got a chance. They depend upon God. But other people who have these talents and abilities, they think, God, you just get me on the stage and I can handle it from here. Man, that doesn't glorify God. God's not going to share his glory with another. But it, there is, I feel sorry for people that have all of these talents. And so therefore they're tempted to try it on their own. I don't have any talents. I honestly don't. And so it's easy for me to trust God. Man, when the Lord revealed himself to me, I didn't have any, you know, people say I had to give this up. I had to give that up. I had nothing to give up. I was going nowhere. I didn't know where I was going. I was looking for some direction. And so it was easy for me. I didn't have to give anything up. And so the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you, but you have to depend upon him. He's wanting to flow through you. Let me say it this way, that if your life isn't supernatural, it's superficial. If you can look at your life and say, I did this, it was my wisdom, I accomplished this, I've done this, then I can just nearly emphatically say you've missed God. If all you're doing is doing the things that you could do on your own might, you've missed God. God's going to call you to do something that's beyond yourself. I was an introvert, couldn't look at a person in the face and talk to him. And now I talk to millions of people every day. God called me to do things that I couldn't do because he wants you to depend upon him. And let me just, I'm going to have to go through some other scriptures. There's so much I'd love to say about all that. In the 14th verse, it says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. If you are just in your natural man, if you are trying to figure things out with your own head, then you cannot know God. You cannot be led by God just using your own intellect. Again, I'm not saying that you turn your intellect off and do foolish things, but you have to be led from your heart. 
It comes by revelation. And there's so few people that are willing to do this. Most people feel very qualified to run their own life. And yet, uh, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23 says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his steps. God has given us the choice whether we want to run our life. He won't force his will upon you, but the true decision is to say, God, I need you to direct my every step. I need the Holy Spirit. I need you to speak to me. That's what he's saying here, that you, the natural man, you just can't connect with God. The wisdom of God is considered foolishness to our mind. You've got to go beyond your mind. You've got to do things by the Spirit. You know, the Lord will lead you to do things. I bet you every person in here at some time or another has prayed about decisions you had to make. You had choices. And so you prayed about it. You thought about it. You asked God for wisdom. But all of the natural wisdom of the world told you to go in this direction, but you didn't feel right about it. But all of the council said this. So you did it. And as soon as you did it, things didn't work out. And you said, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. I bet you every person in here has done something like that where you were forced, you felt like you were compelled to make a certain decision, but when you did it, you said, I, and it failed, you said, I knew I wasn't supposed to do that. How did you know? There wasn't any physical reason. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to you. He's communicating to you. And yet most of the time, we don't follow that inner leading of the Holy Spirit. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your heart. The word rule there means umpire. Let it be the official, the umpire. Let the peace dominate you, not the wisdom of this world and not just physical circumstances and other things. And yet most people don't follow the peace that's in their heart. I got a great teaching on that three series that deal with that one thing. And he goes on to say in the 15th verse, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That is one phenomenal statement. We have the mind of Christ. It's not up here. It's not talking about this brain. When you come to school, I can guarantee you most of you aren't going to make a hundred on every single thing. Some of you can't find your glasses when they're on top of your head. You do not have, a, you don't know all things right here, but in your spirit, your born again spirit, you have the mind of Christ. It says in Colossians 3 verse 10, put on the new man which has been renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. You've got a mind in your born-again spirit that is identical to Jesus. It's renewed in knowledge. 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 says, You have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Not some things, all things. All things. If, if words mean anything, that is phenomenal. You know everything. And yet most Christians go through life, well, further along, we'll know all about it. We just can't understand. <laughs> That's talking about with your brain, you may not know everything, but in your heart, you have perfect wisdom. There is never a situation that you've ever had presented to you that your spirit man doesn't know exactly what to do. There's some of you right now that are dealing with sickness and disease. 
But you know what? Your spirit man knows exactly how to release that life that's on the inside of you if you would let the spirit dominate you. Some of you have financial decisions. You have decisions with people that you work with, businesses that you run, but we lean unto our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You aren't supposed to be figuring things out on your own. We're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This isn't meant to be an occasional thing just when you get your back against the wall or just for the super saint. This is meant to be for every single Christian. We are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God because in your spirit, you've got the mind of Christ. You've been renewed in knowledge. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Today you saw a portion of Andrew's teaching titled, How to Stay Positive in a Negative World, recorded live from the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference in 2021. This product that we're offering on how to stay positive in a negative world is something that you need. I can guarantee you we need to guard our hearts against this or our love will wax cold. So I've got DVDs that were taken from the conference in Phoenix. I've got CDs where it's the audio teaching of that. And this is just my teaching on how to stay positive. But then we have these CDs, DVDs, and a USB that is the entire conference. And I had Dennis Burke with me who taught three messages with my four messages. You could get the entire conference. And so we've got multiple ways for you to get the entire conference or just my teaching on how to stay positive in a negative world. Listen to our announcer as he gives you all of the details. This complete teaching is available as a CD or DVD album. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website at awmi.net. Also available today is the entire 2021 Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference, which includes sessions from Andrew as well as Dennis Burke. This entire conference is available as a CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of just $49 when you contact us. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources or you can call our helpline at 719-635-1111. Our helpline is open Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, and Saturday and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Time. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that we have now started a Karis Daily live Bible study. We've been doing a Bible study every Tuesday night live for about two years, but now we have five days a week. We've varied the times so that we can accommodate anybody's schedule, and it's going to really be good. We're going to use our instructors from the school, and it'll be a blessing. So remember, we now have a Karis daily live Bible study five days a week. 
You say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going by what I see. I go by what the Word of God says. There's more than just this physical realm. There's also a spiritual realm. I don't care what this looks like. I know what God's Word says. I was told that I would always have severe asthma and food allergies. I was born missing the left side of my heart with a very small chance of living. The doctors indicated that I had a permanent brain injury and that I would never function in mainstream society again. I'm Tim McDermott and my brother and I were told that we would never recover from autism. From a young age, I had several diagnoses, including Asperger's syndrome, disexecutive syndrome, and communication disorders. My brother James was diagnosed with autism before he turned three. For years, it seemed like we would never be normal. But then my parents stumbled across the healing journey of Hannah Terides. A few weeks later, we went to Andrew's free Grace and Faith conference, where we were healed of autism. Today, 10 years later, I'm still walking in my complete healing, and I am not alone. I haven't needed my inhaler in years, and now I eat whatever I want. My heart grew back its missing piece, and the doctors cannot explain it. Today, I'm completely healed, and I get to teach God's truth about healing. Because people like you partnered with Andrew O'Mac Ministries, we have all been given our lives back. We cannot thank you enough for your generosity, but there are still millions of lives out there looking for the same truth that set us free. Will you help us bring this message to them? The word needs to get out to change people's lives. Please consider a partnership. Please partner with this ministry, it's amazing. Please consider being a partner with this ministry. You know, you may not know these people, but I know every one of these people that you just saw them give a testimony. And I tell you, Jesus changed their life because of our partners. If you've not yet joined with us and become a partner, I ask you to pray about it and join with us today. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! You need to take a step of faith and start believing God for something big. God made every one of you for something special. The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are gonna have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. We all have a purpose and a destiny, and you will find that out when you attend Karis Bible College. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? If God is with us, who can be against us? We are not alone. He will help us to face Nero. Let him among you who is without sin. Let him throw the first stone. All persons suspected of following the religious sect known as Christianity will be thrown to the lions.
You know, social media has become a big thing in most people's lives, but sad to say, a lot of it is really negative. Well, we've got some positive social media. I would like to encourage you to check out our social media, all of these different platforms. We've got a lot of good news to share, so check it out, our social media for Andrew Womack Ministries.